And I don't know if they take the business or themselves. Or themselves, serious, probably right? a little bit of both. Right, yeah. and that's yeah. kind of unfortunate because yeah. they can't loosen up, they yeah. can't enjoy, yeah. right? And they're stuffy, they're, and I mean, what do they do? I can't, I can't just imagine what those fucking conversations are like. <laughs> and I asked him for Pantone Red, <laughs> not Poppy Red. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to The Angry Designer, where we cut through the industry bull to help frustrated graphic designers survive and thrive. Hey, I've read something crazy today that I don't know, I don't know if I like or not, but do you know that new Tom Cruise movie has actually made like over a billion fucking dollars already already worldwide? Now, I'm going to point out too, I haven't watched it, but yeah. the critical drinker yes? said that was a good film. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I was hoping he'd be on not team Tom Cruise. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. But this is this is the kind of thing. It's just like... I hate Tom Cruise with a passion. I think he's a But that's bag. his role. But that's totally his role. I, I get that. And yeah. I really never liked the first Top Gun anyway. Really? Truth be told. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Uh, that's a little... Uh, wow, you're so anti. Yeah, I, why are you, why yeah. are you so angry, Sean? <laughs> I just don't like Tom Cruise. It's like I don't either. Tomorrow... Too weird. Die Another Day or yeah. Die Tomorrow lot, or whatever okay, that fucking movie other was. Other than the Mission Impossible. Right. So Mission Impossible, um, the one right now, the, the Top Gun and whatever. Mm-hmm. Other than those two, and that very first one in the 70s or 80s when, um, you know, like the, the one that made him when he was Risky a kid. Business. Risky business. Yes. So those are like, those are the roles that are for Tom Cruise. Yeah. I don't, I don't think he had to play any of his other movies. Like, yeah. I don't think it needed a Tom Cruise. But see, that's the thing. The funny thing is I liked him better in oh. uh, Interview with a Vampire or- Interesting. Uh, the, what was the, the Born on the Fourth of July? Remember when he was like yeah, a Vietnam yeah, vet? Yeah. Really? He was really, he's gritty and he wasn't, didn't look like Tom Cruise. Huh, and the best role that he ever did yeah. was in um, Tug Speedman with the- No, no, you got <laughs> Tropic me, Tropic Thunder. Remember oh. Tropic Thunder? Wait, when he that's was, right. He was in the fat suit. You're right. No one knew who he was. You're right. And he was awesome. He was fantastic yeah. there. Oh <laughs> really? my God, I forgot about that. <laughs> he was really good in that. So interesting. So, so when he's not Tom Cruise, yeah. I like him. But when he's Tom Cruise, I don't like him very much. <laughs> so, so I read a funny article today and it, it was, of all people, Mickey Rourke oh. was bashing Tom Cruise. No. And he was bashing him being like, yeah, okay, the movie made a billion dollars, but it's the same fucking character. Uh. And he basically, <laughs> totally, he was like, you're a one trick pony. <laughs> this is the same character over and over and over. And this movie, I mean, again, his character's the same guy. It's the same dude. It's like yeah. the same reckless <laughs> pilot who is like down on his luck with women, but finds another woman in this one and the same, and it still has the same, but like, it was just a complete nostalgic. And they yeah. just pulled it all back. Totally, yeah. But it's interesting, because again, if the critical drinker, he's obviously saw the first one. Yes. So, okay, he must have liked this enough to be like, no, it's not a copycat. Yeah, which is interesting. Interesting. So, okay. I have heard good things. So, so yeah. I think that's probably why it's earned its money. Money because I think it has interest. I think it's done. It's done really well. It, all right, all right. It, and and you know Tom Cruise is a hardworking dude. We'll give him that. He's <laughs> he, he's he works hard and he tries and little he's always in sometimes. This, he's a little, little weird. He's odd. <laughs> yeah. He jumps up and down on couches yeah, yeah, and shit yeah. like that. I think when I was in Kansas, we walked by the uh, the, the the Scientology building and I swear <laughs> I saw Tom Cruise <laughs> like running down the side of the building in some Mission Impossible movie. I was like, is that Tom? 
No, it's just the Scientology buildings. <laughs> yeah, because that's how he gets out. He just jumps he just, out of a he plane. He jumps off the top. He doesn't actually go at the front door. Yeah. He's Tom Cruise. <laughs> it's, I remember seeing a meme where it's like, I, it had to have been a deep fake. And there yeah. was these two people standing at a bar in an airplane in like the first class section. And Tom Cruise comes up and they're like, would you like a drink? And he does. He looks at him. And he's like, I only drink on the outside of the plane. It's something totally ridiculous. He's hanging off the side. <laughs> oh my God. That's funny. So, you know yes. what? This actually does dovetail kind of into our topic, but oh. I mean, by all means, welcome everybody. Yes, to, um, we, don't, we went on a tangent there. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah. Right. And the funny thing is we had no idea how we were even going to just dovetail into our topic tonight, but I think this actually works out. Okay. I think so first and foremost, cheers, sir. Yes. Salute. Salute. Cheers. cheers. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. We're drinking Four Roses Small Batch Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. That's lovely. Right? Ooh. Four Roses. That's really So good, good on that one. So thank Ooh. you for that present. But yeah, that's actually, that's a good bourbon. That's really nice. Right? Wow. Yes. Go figure. And it's kind of an odd name, but okay. Yeah. You know, I, there's got to be some sort of history significance. Maybe we'll find out about that for the next time yeah, we have yeah. one of these. See, Guns N' Roses whiskey, I can understand. <laughs> yeah, of course, you would understand that. <laughs> so by all means, thank you for joining us. Yes. Uh, my name is Massimo. My name's Sean. This is the Angry Designer Podcast, where yes, we yes. actually uh, come together and rant about everything that to, to help graphic designers feel vented, feel vindicated, yes. you know, help them survive That's and right. thrive. Yes. So by all means, you know, please, if you like what you hear today, pause right now, leave us a positive review, and then come back to the channel. We'll still be here, we promise. We'll even pause for you. Ready? And go. Okay. There we go. So now that we're back, today's topic, of course, is a little, it's, it's, it's kind of cool. Right? Well, it's not about Tom Cruise, but by Mickey Rourke slamming Tom Cruise, right. saying how he's a one-trick pony. Mm-hmm. Bum, bum, bum. Yes, here we go. We have- 13-trick pony. We, exactly, right? So we have an- Awesome, awesome, awesome. As you know, you know, we're big fans of of a lot of graphic designers and, and we feel it's important to learn from everybody. Mm-hmm. Pick up their styles, learn what they do well, kind of embrace it, use a little bit of your own. Tonight's one of my heroes that we're actually bringing down these points, right? This guy's awesome. We are actually talking about Aaron Draplin. Yes. All right. So if people have heard of him, great. If you haven't heard of him, this guy is larger than life. He does not look like your typical. He's the anti-graphic designer. Mm. He is like big hair, big beard, yeah. you know, trucker cap, you know, like he's the guy who would who you would see with a plaid shirt, <laughs> jean jacket, jeans, you know, yeah. scrubby. Like he does not look, act anything compared to what you would think of as a graphic designer. No, yeah, considering considering the last time the last time we did kind of a feature like this was Michael Beirut with right. with, with the suits, you know. Michael the, Beirut styling. This is like he's straight out of the 60s, right? right? Yeah, he's, he's like Don Draper. Yeah, yeah. yeah, right. He really is. Don <laughs> yes. Draper just without Don Draper's hair. With, without Don without Draper's hair. Without the hair. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But um, this guy's the furthest thing from Michael Beirut, okay? Mm-hmm. But I mean, equally talented, you yes. know, and in some ways people yes. might say even more so, right? Yeah. So again, Detroit, Michigan boy, right? That alone says it. Mm-hmm. But then he moved out. Detroit, never oh, really. Should we? So he's he practically moved out Canadian. <laughs> yeah, he practically. And the funny thing is, he basically ended 
up moving to Portland, Oregon yeah, in the is, end. So he is. is close to Vancouver. That's yeah. right. And you know what? That explains a lot of the Canadian tuxedos <laughs> that you see him in, right? Yes. That's why the beard. Right? Know, the beard. You know, the jeans. You know, all that. And yeah, he totally yeah. fits in. But, I mean, he is known for his simple, bold, eye-catching logos, his mm. icons, right? Yeah. Um, he has worked for legendary companies like Ford. He's oh. worked for Nike. Ooh. He's worked for Patagonia, right? So, again, it's like you look at this style that he's got, and then you look at these clients, and you're like, well, that just doesn't seem to jive. Like, mm-hmm. how does that happen? And we'll go into a little bit, a little bit more. But even more so, he created what is known and, and, and what's out in the market as Field notes. Field notes. Field notes. And it's basically this famous little 48-page memo book, Hmm. okay, that you see everywhere. You see it at Chapters. You see it online at Indigo. You see it all over. This thing has been all, it's sold in, you know, like, what is it, over 200, well, no, this back at the article, it was like a thousand different locations, Hmm. over a hundred different countries. So the thing with this dude, and again, he is, he is like your true creative right mm-hmm. he's kind of like a junker in the sense uh, that you know he's scrounger says, kind of guy well, he, finds all this you know he says he of course he loves going to art museums and doing this but oh, he yeah, also yeah. likes going to a scrapyard right because even in a scrapyard you can see that things are designed mm. that are there right oh. and so what this dude he's got this whole collection right he he would go to swap meets he'd go to flea markets and yard sales right and he would like like antique fairs and marketplaces and stuff and he would just collect Americana, uh, right? Uh, and this was, he would have buttons and pins and, and matchbooks. Yes. And he even created his font based on some old vintage fonts that he saw. And it was incomplete. So he made up the rest of the letters. He created a typeface from it, right? Awesome. Like he is like, you know, kind of like when we started, like, yeah. I mean, again, we're all in the same age group, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So I totally have respect. He? He's like 40, 48. Actually, I thought, yeah, like he's yeah, like, like uh, mid to late 40s, yeah. Yeah. right? And, um, you know, again, so he he came up through the rises like we did, right? Like came into the whole digital age, but still had an appreciation for the old, right? And so he started amassing all this collection of old memo books and things that, you know, like saddle stitch pocket books and everything, right? And there was these things that, you know, people would give, like feed mills would give to farmers that farmers would carry in their little, you know, pocket all day long with a pen. And they would like, you know, like they would write down all their notes during the day, machine parts that they need, this, that, right? And again, going true to his style to like his whole homegrown down-to-earth nature he was like no everybody can use these right (laughs) so he made you know he he co-founded this company field notes and i mean it's just fucking everywhere and it's not just your typical little memo book with you know craft paper but like i'm talking like there's constantly every quarter there's a new design coming out it's they're just they're collectibles yeah they're actually collectibles you actually can go on ebay and bid for this shit because people are fighting for this stuff so it's i know right so that's and it kind of goes hand in hand with this dude so you know i mean again the guy is so down to earth and he's so fucking cool but he is literally the anti graphic designer the anti-designer stereotypical yeah designer your 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 typical guy who you would expect right being a graphic designer and And i mean if you don't believe he's he's had so many ted talks yeah go online oh my god oh and just watch one you will fucking laugh your ass off because he makes fun of it how he's just he is not what you'd expect (laughs) and again looking at him his presence is massive this dude right like he's just so bold and big you can't not like the guy oh yeah right like geez i watched some videos of his you know he's just creating logos it's just the way he does it he just right. he's just so he's so like us kind of you, know, you know what, what i mean like i can it's like i can relate yeah to virtually exactly. every single thing even his whole step and repeat thing and yeah. make a copy of everything it's yes. like shit i do that all the time yes. i give people shit when they overwrite old copies i'm like save everything like ah. Uh. 
So anyway, so what we did is, um, you know, just like we did with the with the last beer read, you know, maybe a little bit different here. Mm-hmm. We went out and we collected a whole bunch of his, well, we'll call them his tips, his, yes. his top tips, right? Yeah. Or Aaron Droplin's field notes for graphic designers. How about that, right? Boom. Boom. You like that? Okay, good, good. I was taking a stab there. I'm glad you like that. Awesome. So this is Aaron Drubbins, field notes for graphic. And we've broken these up into what he has to say about clients, what he has to say about the design business itself, about design and about being a graphic designer. Very cool. Okay, so I just broke down. And again, we talk about what he said, how it relates to what we said, and we just go from there. Yeah. Ah, no, this is great. I think this will be fun, yes. right? And these are all just various quotes that he's made in, in like over the years in various magazines. Various magazines, online, blogs, this, that. Like we just kind of collected yeah. all this together, all right? Nice. So, all right. So, first off, what he has to say about clients. So, we've got mm-hmm. three points here. So, number one, the most important part of a client relationship, mm-hmm. okay? According to Aaron Joplin, trying to get them comfortable from the get-go. Mm. Try to get them to where they feel you're fighting for them. Mm. That's how you win people. You'll get them excited by showing them you're excited. So that's his quotes, his words. And I can't disagree with that. Even (laughs) fucking, uh, dude, you see me running around with customers. That is you 110%. I I don't even get customers and they see how excited I am. Like it'll be a brand new customer prospect. I'm in there and I'm like a kid in a candy store. I'm like, tell me about your business. Tell me, tell me, how do you do this? How do you do that? Oh, that's awesome. And even before, like, I mean, generally we're talking about the customer an hour before we even open up our mouths about ourselves. Exactly. Sometimes it's like, oh shit, we're out of town. Um, okay, let's set up a second meeting where I'll tell you about our company. Because it's that ridiculous. They see you get excited. Yeah. And then they get excited. Yeah. Because they're like, this is the kind of person I want working for us. Yeah. Like you can go into a place and be like, yes, my, my credentials are like this yeah. and I'm so good and yeah. you need to hire. No. Who wants to work with exactly. that? Exactly. If you want that, hire Andy Warhol. You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? Because right. like, that's what he'd be like. That pretentious guy, you're just going to do what I tell you and that's it. And we're not even going to talk right. about anything. Well, Forget see, it. and that's why, you know, Aaron Droplin is a completely different attitude just overall. So this doesn't surprise me, right? Mm-hmm. This this is about make them realize you're excited. Make them realize you, you're genuinely interested in what they're doing. You're not looking yep. at them as like a paycheck. You're looking because yes. yes. you're interested right. in them, right? I mean, we basically built our company. I mean, our company name, Z Factor, mm-hmm. is actually stands for Zeal Factor. Mm-hmm. Zeal being fire, energy, enthusiasm, because that's how we approach it. We've approached it since day one. Yep. I've just been like... You know, yeah. bleeding curiosity. I'm just like, tell me everything there is to know. Yeah, yeah. And and it shows, and it's what worked for us. So I can't, I can't, you know, support this one enough. Yeah, and we're in such a great space anyway. Yes, that we are. We can really get jacked about this kind mm-hmm. of stuff. And you see the stuff that he does, and it's just like, holy shit! How could you not be completely yep. geeked about doing this kind totally, of thing? Totally right. right? So yeah, totally. I, I can see that. But he, also, the guy loves what he does. Absolutely, which, absolutely. Which right. We are the exact same. Right. So, all right. So field notes, number one, then about clients, the most important part of the client relationship. Number two, let your clients lead the way. In the end, it's the client's piece. I think we need to remind ourselves of this. Too many times we want ownership of the final logo or piece. It's not ours. We were hired for the job. Make it right and make the client love it. That's 
our job. That was in print magazine. Jesus. See, that's Testify. bold. Really, yeah, though. And right? how many times do you hear, okay, so I hear arguments all the time. How do mm-hmm. I protect this? I don't want the customer doesn't own this. This is our copyright. This, that. You hear people refusing to hand over working files and this and that. And it's just like, dude. We do that all the time. <laughs> dude, it's you're being paid to do something exactly. for a customer. And yeah, you can argue that, no, they only have rights to the final product. But mm-hmm. why? Yeah. It's not yours. Yes. That design has been been sold you've given it away right like you right. and you're doing it for that reason so mm-hmm. there's no reason to fight or even have this owner and this is that whole idea about artist versus designer yes a designer's supposed to do things for the customer yeah okay where an artist is like doing things for yourselves yeah so are you an artist or are you a designer exactly Right? Like, I mean, again, exactly. the whole point of this, they're paying our way and they're paying for a reason. And there should be no surprise or expectation who owns that logo in the end. Yeah. I hate to say it. You know, I, I hate seeing our work bastardized thereafter. Yeah. But it's that whole, um, what is it? Kill it and bill it yes. kind of mentality. In that regard. Do yeah. the best fucking job you can do. Yeah. Hand that shit over and pray <laughs> <laughs> that they're going to keep it sacred as, as sacred as you would. Yeah. But you know what? You got to then bill it and basically understand that from that point on, it is theirs. Yes. And you know you can guide them. And if the relationship is good, yep. you can keep guiding them in the future. That's the goal. Yep. But let's face it. If you put up a fuss over the logo and who owns that shit and, and how they get to that final product... They're not going to want you involved in anything mm, thereafter. No, certainly not. That yeah, that's not the way to go about it. We don't do this for that kind of no, reason. Uh, you know what absolutely I mean? Not. Yeah, we're in the whole clients for life business. That's, that's is, exactly, is our mentality that's exactly? It. So you know, what team are you on? Is yeah. kind of my whole thing. Yeah. So I can't I can't back that enough either. Yeah, that's absolutely brilliant. Yeah. And this one, number three about clients. And this one's kind of funny. Don't bombard your clients with options. Oh, wow. (laughs) I know, right? That's interesting. In round one of reviews and pitches, I always show way too much stuff. (laughs) But the thing is, you can overwhelm them. I'm learning how to fold that back. And he said that, uh, I think it was in the Adobe blog. But Mm. so I feel his pain. Yeah. (laughs) Right? And again, this is why I can associate with this guy. You create so many things. You're proud of so many things. Mm -hmm. And you want to present so many things. Right? Yeah. Hands down. It is overwhelming for a customer if you give them too many ideas. Yeah. So the only thing I have to say to this, you know, above and beyond what he's saying here is, you know, I just pitched like nine logo designs to a customer. Nine, I did, I did. Oh, wow. But again, it was not completed logo designs. Oh. We we have an iterative process. Right. Right. And there's a reason why we show them nine concepts. Right. Yes. We're not showing them nine finished ads. Yes. Okay. They yep. might see three. Right. If we do something like that, right? Three yeah. finished concepts. When it comes to our iterative logo process, you know, it's staged, of course, and everything is like a, a stepping stone. Mm-hmm. So the first thing we do is we identify different, you know, genres, almost like a mood board. And we show them like nine variations of directions. Some right. might use a critter. Some might use something in nature. Some might be abstract. Some might be more wordmark. Right. And it's first time meeting that customer trying to understand where their interests lie like we have to suss that out yes and what i've learned from experience is you show them you know a a decent amount in this whole you know kind of schoolyard or whatever in the sandbox Ah. and then a little bit at a time as the sand kind of drips down drips down to you know wilts away then you're left with what the fun and they're helping create that concept Ah. So, but so I, so bringing in, the client into the actual design, process. into the process. And yes. that's, that's our process. Yes. Right. Yes. And for us, that works really well. Cause yeah. what it does is it makes the client happier in the end. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it doesn't make us happier because sometimes they create some, they make some really wonky choices, <laughs> yeah. but 
it's much better to get to that wonky choice yeah. together yeah. than to show them something that you are so fucking proud of only to have them bastardize exactly. it. And you're married to it. You're, you're married like, to it. You're, you're committed so to it. You're so sad that it- And you just want to yeah. fire that customer. You're like, you know what? If you don't take this logo, you're done. Forget it. I don't care. What the hell's wrong with you? You start yelling at them. You know, you want to just- Chew them right out. <laughs> but I'm sure everybody, everybody at one point or another has been excited and yeah. you want to show them all your concepts, yes. all your proofs. Yeah. But, you know, the reality is, you know, in general, the customers really can't see past three and then everything becomes a blur, right? Yeah. So we usually, I mean, our, our process when it comes to that kind of like conceptual stuff is yeah. we show them something similar to what they want. Yep. Something, you know, like to what we want. Yep. And then something way the hell out there, that wild card concept. Yes. And- only sometimes that wildcard, it, it brings in great ideas and it just shows them, but it kind of presents them three different ways of going about the same project. Yeah. Right. And yeah. generally you end up kind of usually in that sense, it often goes with our concept. Yes. Right. Yeah. You have to Definitely. show them their concept. Yeah. You absolutely do. Cause if you don't show them what they want in their mind, no matter what you show them, yeah. everything else is, it's not going to compare. They're going to yeah. be like, no, no, my, my idea in my mind is better. You didn't show that to me. Yes. I need you to show me I my idea first. Yes. He needs to see it. And whether they admit it or not, they need to, or they won't accept anything else. Exactly. So we show them theirs, we show them ours, and then we show them a wild card. All right. So Aaron Droplin's field notes about clients. Number one, most important part of the client relationship. Number two, let the clients lead the way. And number three, don't bombard your clients with options. All That's right. That's really cool. Moving on to about the design business. Okay. Mm. So this is what our buddy Aaron has to say about the design business. Mm. Number four, don't be afraid to go it alone. When I went out on my own, I could just build the day to whatever I wanted it to be. Kind of really cool, scary, Mm -hmm. but I'm not going to lie. That's probably the best part of my job. Yes. When I have a free day, when I'm like, wow, I only have one meeting this whole day. (laughs) I get to work on this shit that I get to without the dude. And sometimes it's great. Right. It's true. Yes. Where unfortunately, I mean, he came from, you know, he worked in snowboard magazines as an art director. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, he was, you know, he had a lot of experience skateboarding. He was doing a lot of magazine and print work back then. Right. Yep. So he had all the, the bosses, the directors on top of him telling him what five. they want to yeah, see. Yeah. So it's like a lot of times if you, you don't feel that freedom, you can't go out and, and try your own stuff yes. where if you are able to go on your own, you can express yourself a little mm-hmm. bit differently. Right. Not to say anything as scary as hell. Yeah. Because well, fucking geez. is. It's crazy. It's scary as hell, but the reality is, you know, when I was like young, 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 and I always visioned this agency that I had in the, in the future. Yeah. Well, at the beginning, it's like I didn't get that agency because I was too scared to. But when I finally started getting more confidence mm-hmm. in how I wanted to and kind of the whole, well, I don't care. I'm doing this, you know, to build up my vision. Dude, now we've got skateboards in the wall. We've got glass offices. We've got a giant, you know, swordfish in the front yes, office. Right. Like, and this is scooters, fun, scooters, right? Like, it's a fun place to work and hang out. Yeah. And, you know, I, like, I mean, and this is because we were able to go to know we're not yeah. underneath somebody else's umbrella. So this I completely understand what he means yeah. about, you know, he can kind of build the day, build the vision, build the future the way you want to, yeah. not how everybody else wants to. Yes. Yeah. So number four, don't be scared to go it alone. That's awesome. Now, with that being said about his opinions about the design business, number five, reduce your overhead. Right. Create a lifestyle where you can live comfortably on a modest salary and treat any extra income wisely. Mm. Be careful not to blindly increase your expenses. So that's perfect because that goes perfectly with the first version. Absolutely. Right. right? Because it's like you're living frugally. Yes. But you're on your own. So you can, if you're smart. Yep. Like you, we've talked about clients and customers or uh, agencies that that have. Way 
way burned through all their money. Themselves. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Whereas this is a smart way well, to this do this. Well, this is, right? And the reality is, we always talk about the problems. Like, designers aren't necessarily the best at budgets, but, you know, best mm. at managing their own money, right? Nope. You always, always, always need to know what that bottom line is, first yeah. and foremost, yes. right? And you need to make sure that you're always above that bottom line. The only thing that'll blow that is your spending habits, yeah, you know? Exactly. If you want to be crazy and constantly have the latest and greatest MacBook because that's just the way you are, <laughs> well, good luck with that. Make sure you make a couple extra grand every year just for that silly little thing of yours. That's right. You know, the reality is, I mean, again, it's up to you to make this actually work. And if you're constantly spending, I mean, again, it's just, you're going to be playing cat and mouse your whole yeah. entire career. Yeah. We we were always pretty frugal, right? It's mm-hmm. like we had, I mean, totally. shit, dude. We just threw out <laughs> desks that we've had for like 20 years. We didn't use them, you know, recently, but... It was just like, I can't get rid of those. We At one point when we were struggling, we bought them. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they came in handy. We used them, surprisingly enough, for the podcast yes, table, right? There we go. There you go. Yeah. 20-year-old tabletop. And it looks fantastic. It looks great. <laughs> yeah. But it's true, right? You have to live within your means. Yes. Because that'll allow you, number one, the longevity, you know, to ride those rough times. Mm-hmm. But then it also allows you the freedom to pick and choose the kind of jobs that you want. Yes. Right? Where yeah. if you're living and you know, you're building a business outside of your means. You're, you know, you're in a downtown place because you want to be fancy and you, you know, you want to have lunches every single day catered mm-hmm. and this and that. Hey, that's cool. Yep. But you're going to be paying for that. And you're yes. probably going to be taking on work that you don't want to exactly. to pay for that shit. That's right. So it's that trade-off. And I guarantee you, looking at the work that this dude has done, right? Again, I guarantee you, he made a lot of you know concessions. He picked and chose what he could take. Mm-hmm. And he did it by actually living within his means. Yeah. You know, and I'm sure he's not exactly, you know, living just above the poverty line. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> he's probably not the richest dude in the world. I don't I don't think he's doing it for the money. But this is exactly yeah. it. This is exactly it. And I think, too, the guy is notorious for for being a workaholic as mm. well. Right. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think, yeah, there's there's probably some cash flow coming in. But he's always however, there. That's yep. a great tip. That is a really, really I think smart that makes tip. sense. Right. Yeah. All right. So number five, reduce your overhead. And I would just say watch your overhead if it was me, right? Yeah. But regardless, or be mindful of. Number six, about the design business, remember to have fun. (laughs) I enjoy it. I play with it. You know, it's a great privilege on some weird level. Mm. I remind myself that every day. So he has gone many times, you know, and again, and I know we believe that, like, no matter how bad your day is, we're being paid to be creative. You know, we are like, you know, we are like the rock stars of the industry. We don't have to. I mean, look at the way you dress, for God's sake. Right? And, and the way I dress, I guess. What am I pointing at you? I mean, yeah. Wait, what? Wait, what? yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. What I mean? No, you're right. Yeah, like, right. I'm not wearing a tie. Right. I'm not wearing a fucking golf we shirt. We got weird ass beards, right? <laughs> exactly. I mean, our clothes are clean at the very yeah, least. They're, they're, yes. Right? And, yes. and and they fit, which yeah. is more important. You're not showing weird body parts. But I mean, <laughs> professionalism and the way we work, the way we act, and you know what we deliver, 100%. Yeah. But- I show up in client meetings in baseball caps. Yes. I'm not scared to have fun with my clients and I will occasionally send over, you know, a weird ass mock-up as a joke, you know, <laughs> and they get a laugh out of it, right? How many accounting firms would be like, and your profits this year were $1 million this year. I made yes. what? Joking. Just kidding. <laughs> you actually owe. <laughs> 
It doesn't yeah. happen. <laughs> that guy gets punched in the head. But, but we can, yeah, right? Yeah. We totally, have fun. Totally. We enjoy it. We have fun with customers. I have a, okay, I remember <laughs> there was a customer way, way, way back years ago, right? And um, we, and this was like, I think we were in like year six or seven in business, right? And yeah. again, we were still, we always had the same, ad, always had fun, always had fun with our customers. And we fucked up on a job. It went to press, you know, it cost dearly. You know, the client was just like, for fuck's sakes, what'd yeah, you yeah. do? What and, you know, I was like, we'll fix it, we'll fix it, we'll fix it. Don't worry about it, we'll pay for it. And we, 100% we did, right? Mm-hmm. But then, um, you know, I was like, listen, you know, I know we joke around, I'm sorry. You know, I, I just, you know, I don't think that we're idiots. Mm-hmm. You know, we take what we do seriously, you yeah. know, and I'm really sorry it was a mistake, I'll make it right. Yeah. We hung up. He calls back an hour later. And he's like, hey, and I'm like, oh God, I'm like, he's gonna yeah, fire he's, us. He's yeah, gonna fire he's us. Really mad. And he's like, listen, I've been thinking about what you said. Mm. Okay. And I know you guys are professional and I know you guys deliver good quality work. But the reason I'm with you is because you're fun to work with. <laughs> it's because I enjoy our conversations right. and I look forward to our meetings. Yes. So he's like, I know you'll make it right, yep. but don't think you have to change. Yes. And dude, like that was such a huge, you know, that, that was like a, a sign yeah. saying like, holy shit. Yeah. This, it I'm is on the right okay. track. Yes. Yes. Right. It's kind of yeah. like, it is okay to be a little quirky, to be a little, you know, extra or not sort of eccentric, yes. you know, yes. and, and out there. And, um, you know, we're not for everybody yeah. and everybody's not for us, yeah. but that's okay. Because when you do find that match, yeah. dude, it's it's, it's perfect. just perfect. Yeah, exactly. Right, and that's so nice. That's so nice to have people like like a call that reaffirms exactly what you were doing. Totally. Right. Because right. mistakes happen in this business. Yes. You oh, know, God. Without a doubt. And yeah. Show me anybody who hasn't. We are super serious about it, but this is And I do think that too many people in this space take it too fucking serious. And that's exactly. And I don't know if they take the business or themselves or themselves. Serious, probably right? a little bit of both. Right. Yeah. And that's yeah. kind of unfortunate because yeah. they can't loosen up. They yeah. can't enjoy. Yeah. Right. And they're stuffy. They're, and I mean, what do they do? I can't. I can't just imagine what those fucking conversations are like. <laughs> And I asked him for Pantone red, not poppy red. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> try. That's awful. Yeah. I don't know, dude. Or just, or just you're having a conversation with somebody and it's dry as shit. Everybody's, oh, everybody's been on those kind of calls, yeah, right? Where you're just I know. like, oh, God. But you're like, hey. Oh, I got a call with with Z Factor today. Yeah, oh, those guys are pretty yeah. decent, right? Right. So, right. You know, it's well, it's like when I go through, you know, my Reddit blogs or Reddit reads that I'm going through, or comments or this and that from other people's site. It's just you can tell the the designer, like the comments that are left by people who take themselves way too, way seriously, too seriously by like how intentfully you know, uh, annoying they sound, mm. you know, like they're like literally sounding like they're, I, I can't even talk. About, I, I, I don't even know, dude. I don't even know how to describe what it is. It just, it literally, I just, I laugh the whole time going, wow, you, you really think highly of yourself. Yeah. Don't you, you really yeah. like, you know, people like they, they, I remember reading someone who was slamming Aaron Draplin oh. and I'm like, are you fucking serious? Come right. On. And this person was a nobody with no experience. And one of the comments was like, wow, you know what? You're right. He puts Oh, so much shit out in the world for everybody to see his work. Can you please see, let us see your stuff? Yeah. And of course, crickets. Yeah. It's like, you, fuck, you, you know, just smart enough. He knows, or that person knows they're going to get raked over the coals. Yeah, exactly right. It's hard to put yourself but out I there. I don't understand that. I, I'll never no, understand. I like, know. if you're not a big fan of somebody, you know, why would you why would you rip on them like that? Yeah, right. It doesn't make any sense. Well, again, they're taking it too serious, and they're probably not having nearly the kind of fun. There Their idea go. of fun are lunches, <laughs> maybe the odd golf Ooh, weekend. Yes, you know, exactly. Like, and all, we've worked with some people like shit. that, and yeah, dude, yeah. I, it's no fun. It's yeah, no that, fun. That's not cool. All right. So, Aaron Draplin 
Kaplan's Field Notes about the design business. Don't be afraid to go it alone. Reduce your overhead and remember to have fun. Yes. All right. Field Notes about design. Okay. So just two here. Really simple. So number seven, Mm. design logos for scalability. Make it look good at the size of a pea or a softball and then all the way up to where it works on large things. That's the world we're in now. 99 times out of 100, you're going to see that logo on your phone in a tiny little space. Yes. So 100% agree. Mm. Take it a step further. Yeah. We've talked about scalable logos, responsive logos, mm-hmm. right? We've yep. talked about making sure that, you know, your logos are literally like responsive websites. They work just as hard yep. in, a, in a small environment as they do. So again, I think the example he was giving was literally he took his DDC logo and showed it small, showed it large. Mm. I'm saying take it a step further, even more than that. And I'm sure he, he agrees 100% in this sense. Make sure that, you know, like like the Walt Disney one. Yes. When there's the real estate, yep. you see the Walt Disney logo, like the, the mark. Full thing. You yep. see Walt and yep. Disney. Yep. One size down. Yep. You see just Disney with the little castle. Oh, yes. Right. 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 Next size down. And then even smaller, it's just Disney. Yeah. And then the smallest, smallest is a recognizable D. Yes. Right. D. Like right. it just keeps going mm-hmm. down and down. And the yeah. thing is, you recognize that mark every single step of the way. Mm-hmm. Right. We're living in a digital age. You know, logos, they have to adapt the space that best suits them. Yeah. Like Ghana, this whole this whole mentality about, you know, no, you're doing your brand a disservice if you change your logo. You're doing a disservice to your brand if you don't, if you don't change do your logo. Exactly. I'm not saying redesign the fucking logo and confuse people, but yeah. we've had customers who who harp on the fact that, you know, their logo is centered. Yeah. It's symmetrical. Yeah. I kind of think that's boring. But the problem is when you try to put that square, you know, symmetrical logo in like an, a, a long, wide rectangular space, mm. it just, it's killed yes. by all the white space Ugh. around it because it's not met and it's so small, it's illegible. Yes. And I'm like, dudes, let's make it horizontal to yeah. fit the space. Oh no, you can't mess with the brand <laughs> like that. I'm like, what century are you in? Are you still yeah. stuck like in the nineties? <laughs> So, you know, I have to agree with this. Make sure your logos scale, not only in size, but also how they're being used yeah. in, in the medium itself. Yes, right? exactly. That's funny because that logo that we dis- designed that you were talking about, yep. I was thinking that because I, I think you mentioned that too. It's like, make sure it could go on a shirt or mm-hmm. how, you know, like just different applications that it, that it would go on. Absolutely. Kind of so, well, you also have to think that way, yeah, right? Well, this is exactly it too. But, you know, like the R would be... would could represent something on a phone or something yep. like that. You know what I mean? Like Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Well, because people are really, really crazy about the favicons, yes. right? And they want to make sure. And again, if you don't build it right, what are you going to put on with a favicon, yeah. right? Yeah. So again, design logos for scalability yeah. and, you know, medium and, and even how they're going to be used. Mm. And number eight, field notes about design. Less is usually more. Oh, usually there's something, more. Mm, there's something beautiful about using the least amount of anything to tell a story. So how fucking beautiful is that? Ooh, that's great. Right? We that's like one that. of our mantras yeah. in yep. you know in 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 how we build logos and what mm-hmm. we tell clients, right? Like people always want to jam pack a logo to tell an entire story. Yes. But that story gets lost and that logo looks like shit. It really only has one function to do, and that's just to be recognizable. Yeah. And if you expect people to sit there and stare at a logo and try to decipher, you know, the history that you put in there, oh, well, when we started this great land of ours, there was like, <laughs> no, they're not. They're going to take it at face value exactly. and move on. Yeah. And so either you did a good job mm-hmm. and they'll remember 
one good thing about that logo. Right. Or you've done a shitty job and it's He's forgetful. It's just like, what the hell is that? I can't I can't agree with this more, but less is less is more, in my yeah. opinion. Not is usually more in usually this more. opinion. Yes, absolutely true. I think you have to be able to just keep it as as less as possible, as, as simple as much, just enough of a story to, to, to tell. Yeah. So it's memorable and nothing more. And that's the key too, right at the end there, is to tell the story. Less is more. To tell the story. Yeah, mm. exactly, right? Less is usually more. Nice. All right. So that is what Aaron Joplin's field notes are for about design. And last but not least, Aaron Joplin's field notes about being a graphic designer. Okay. So these are my favorite ones. Number nine. Okay. Work ethic is everything. Mm-hmm. My secret I work hard. I work way more than I should, I'm betting. And that's how. I got ahead. Mm. Fuck, dude. I remember working straight 16-hour days when I was starting this business. I remember Mm -hmm. doing whatever the fuck I had to do to get shit done. Okay? And it's got to see here. You know, and that, you know, my hard work plus the awesome people that I've had throughout the years to help us get to this point. But it's not like a cakewalk. Like, I mean, again, and (laughs) what what drives me nuts more than, you know, nothing drives me more nuts than people who come in at 9 o'clock. And we'll leave at five o'clock, right? <laughs> and it's like they make sure that they don't take less than one minute less what they're deserved for their break. They don't. Yeah. They want to make sure that when that when that yeah, oh, dude, soon as, soon as the clock dude, it's like it's like <laughs> exodus out of the office, you know. But there's no problems with them taking extra time if they need it, of course. No, but it's true. It's like. It's just like in anything, whether it comes to your studies, whether it comes to being wanting to improve your skills, right? Or just, you know, improving your business. Work ethic is everything, Mm -hmm. right? And I don't know. I really don't know how people get ahead without it. Yeah. Yeah. This is true. I I don't understand that too. And and that's the thing is like, it's funny because you, what, 24, 25 years you've been doing this? 24 years. Well, we've been in business for 24 years. And you're you're always the last guy to leave. (laughs) I'm the second last. You are. You are. You always are. Not that that ever means anything. Yes, you are. (laughs) You know, I I, I work hard, but I don't work as hard as you, man. (laughs) But you know, and the thing is, I don't. I guess I just don't. I don't. You know, gauge my day by the time that's on the clock. It's not that way. It's by getting my shit. Exactly. I have. I have to get these things off my plate. Get them done. Exactly. In order to have my next day. You know, and and I feel it. The past couple weeks, I've had to take off a little early for other reasons. And I feel it, dude. It's just like Mm -hmm. holy shit. I, I now I. I only worked like 45 hours last week. That's like a part-time <laughs> week for me. What, what happened? You slacker. I'm a slacker. <laughs> but it's, yeah, no, it's, it, it's just not right. You just don't feel like you've completed what you're supposed so to do. True, right? Right? Yeah, it's so yeah. true, right? It's so true. There's so many different things um, about this, but one thing that is for sure that you can almost guarantee every successful person does mm-hmm. is work harder. Work harder than unsuccessful people. That's true. Right? They're always going to be working extra hours, yep. you know? You know, Mark Cuban always says, work like somebody's trying to take your job from you. Oh, right? Well, that's it's awesome. True. Um, oh, back shit. before Donald Trump, you know, was was president, he made a comment about, you know, 40-hour work week yeah. is just what you have to do to survive. Mm. It's anything past that that, you know, adds to your future to actually wow. take a step forward. So, you know, like there's it, just constantly these people, these workaholics, Elon Musk has got about a million of these. That dude works 80 hours yeah. a week. Not that I strive to be like any of these guys. Yeah. You know, even Jeff Bezos and his work ethic was insane. So yeah. much so, he has a song about him right now. What? CEO entrepreneur, born in 1964, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Bezos. <laughs> 
Needless to say, you know you've worked hard enough when somebody has made a song about you. Wow, that's pretty awesome. You need a strong work ethic. Yeah, to make it. Totally. you do. You, you do. do. You absolutely do. Yeah, you got to put in. It's not on the clock kind of thing. This is not. It's not. This it's is not work about, until the work is done. Until the work is done, yes. dude. What are you gonna do? Tell the client, "Oh, sorry. Yeah, I ended up working past my hours, yeah. so I, I'm not able to show you even the logo. I promise." <laughs> It's it's five o'clock. I can't get it to you now. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Oh shit! All right. So field notes (laughs) about being a graphic designer. Number ten: be versatile. Okay. You want people to know that you're versatile because I'll have kids that get nasty and say, "Oh, that Draplin, he's a one-trick pony with his thick lines and shit." (laughs) Well, that's just because that's all you're seeing. I'd wager I'm about a 13-trick pony, but that's just me being a dick. <laughs> How do you not love this, dude? That's awesome. But, I mean, this is and this is kind of what led into this whole yeah. Tom Cruise and Mickey yeah, Rourke saying, exactly. hey, he's yeah, only he's got one. Yeah, yeah, he's calling them out. And it's true because, you know, while the Droplin that I know yeah. is what's in his book, mm-hmm. right? And it's his style, his mm-hmm. look, his big, bold lines. Of course, it's not the only look he's got, right? But it is the look he's known for. Yes. Okay. And people are drawn to him. It doesn't mean that that's necessarily, that's what people are going to expect from you. Right. Right. I've always said that I think one of the most important traits for any successful graphic designer, especially young ones, when they're just early graphic designers, when they're trying trying to get out and trying to get you know exposure in business, is to be like a fucking chameleon. Yes. Right. Everybody tries so hard to try to figure out their own look, but you know what? You're you're hurting yourself. Yeah. You need to if you want work initially, you need to be able to adopt everybody's look. You need to be able to try to create something that's similar to Aaron Draplin mm-hmm. or similar to Michael Beirut. Right. Or similar vein. to yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. There's difference and you need to be like a chameleon you need to be able to create like all these different designers yeah so again because not every single job when you start off is going to be that perfect job right and while you're paying the bills right you're starting to develop your own skills your Mm -hmm. own look your own feel right right then boom then go with it right i mean we've got somebody who follows alan peter's awesome designer and again his look is very bold very but you know he's done more than just what he's showing on his on his instagram i love his stuff yeah but again he's obviously got a a bigger portfolio than that right yeah so again be versatile don't try Mm. so hard you know to focus on just one look one feel and turn away everything else right you got to get there and like you said, mm-hmm. don't be a diva. Don't just work on your own style. Oh, of course. This this yeah. is how we learn. That's yes. how we learn to do things, right? You like, uh, you know, you see something like you like, yep, like the CBC logo or yep. something like that, and you're like, how can I put my spin on that? Yep. I, I, it's the classic. It's done. It's, yep. Yep. But this, this the simplicity that's in there. You know it's what I mean? Beautiful. This right? is this yep. is what we strive to do. Yeah. You not just say. Psh, Fuck, that's yeah, somebody know, else's right? thing. I'm going to do my own thing. You're not going to find work if you're, if you're no, going to do that. Absolutely, if so you true. can't adapt, if you can't adapt, you can you know, How many times have you come up, come up to me and said, "Look, this has to be a certain way." Yeah, and it's like. I know exactly you know what you're what, talking about. You know about. the look that we're talking about. Then we're going to exactly, go with that. Exactly, right? Exactly. I struggled with that because, you know, when I started, and I don't know if you remember or not, but like some of the early Z-Factor stuff was always big, bold. It's always you been know, that way. Well, yeah, but because of that, I never grasped white space yeah. early on. Yes. Right? And white space was something I had to learn, you know, mid-career. Right. It was like, wow, I've been focusing so hard on big, bold in your face. 
and you know, like like actual white space and yeah. balance was something I had to actually learn. Yeah. And it was tricky. It's totally tricky, yeah, yeah because that's not what you're used to. But yeah. what did you do? Got you me. were versatile. Yeah, right? right. You adapted. Yes. That's exactly, yep, 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 that's yep, exactly yep. it. Because you know, and this is the best part. This is the best part of being humble. Like, And we've talked about this before, right? Yeah. You have to be kind of humble to realize. It's like, I know there's certain things I'm good at and there's certain things I suck at, right? Mm. But it's like, I, to say, I don't want to do the things I suck at mm. is, is really shitty. It is it's, really It's not shitty. a good thing, yeah. right? You want to yeah. say, no, I want to I wanna learn how to put more white space into stuff, yep. right? Totally, this totally is, true. This is how you adapt. This is how you have a career at, at after 30 some odd years. Right? Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, this no, is no, no, I agree, He's dude. absolutely, I totally, I really. Versatility is so important. And, oh, um, I you love know, that. That's something that, again, I, I, I hope if there's one thing you're going to take from this to any young designer mm-hmm. is just to learn how to be versatile. Yes. Learn learn more than one style. You know, don't jump on the latest trends. You know, pick up everything. Look at the classics. Yeah. Look at some of the great olds. Look at some of the new ones, you know, yeah. and just kind of pick up anything that you can. Now, now something like David Carson and and my font, the way I would yep. use fonts, yep, yep. I, I look at that and I think, oh my God, there's no way. <laughs> We'll he's learn. Just, he's we'll just learn. so good at that. He is really, he owns that grunge space, <laughs> he totally right? Does. He totally, totally does. Totally does. And again, that was his, that was it. And it doesn't mean that you can't do it. No, you know, it that's what I'm saying. Him. Yeah. It did work. Um, yeah. But at the same time, you know, it'll be interesting to find out if he actually has his own kind of, um, or if he's had to actually branch out from his own look. Huh, that'll be interesting. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yes. That'll be interesting. Yes. Lots in the future to learn. Oh, yes. All right. Number 11 about uh, field notes, about being a graphic designer. (laughs) Be passionate about your work. How do you want to live your life? Do you want to care about the world and care about your work and care about your output and care about your creativity in this planet? I'd say, fuck yeah, you do. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, damn. Oh, boy. I love this guy. Oh, my God. Fuck you, you do. We have spoken about passion time and time and time again, right? In my opinion, this industry, you're going to be short-lived if you're just doing it for a paycheck. Or if you're only going to be doing it because you're good in art in school and you thought you'd make some money, right? Or whatever your reasons. If your reason is anything other than passion Mm -hmm. for design, passion for being a graphic designer, Mm -hmm. dude, like, I mean, that's the whole reason why we do this. (laughs) And then then it doesn't even become a job. It becomes like a way of life. As cheesy as that sounds. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't don't look at this like, I got to go to work today. It's like, well- People try to use that against me. It's like, oh, well, your work is your fun. And I'm like, is that a problem? Not a problem for me. (laughs) Jeez. Yeah, that's the way it should be, right? If you're passion-led in this industry, like, again, if you're passion-led, you're never going to work a day in your life. This is true. Every day is something new. You just genuinely, you're curious about everything. I mean, that's the whole reason why we got into this. And if you're into this for any other reason, shame on you. (laughs) Shame. Well, it can't be. Shame. That's right. Old Game of Thrones style there. No, yeah, it's you're not doing this for the paycheck kind of thing, right? Because, well, I mean, yes, you can make lots of money, but still, I mean. You can make lots of money if you're passionate about what you're doing. About what you're doing. But you know what? If you're not passionate about what you're doing, 
Or, How are you going to make it as a, as a, as a famous graphic yeah, designer? Yeah. Well, this is what I'm saying. It's like you could go to, like, say, an insurance company yep. and work there and or, or a newspaper, in my case, and make a shit ton of money doing yep. this kind of yep. thing. Yeah, yeah, yep. But you're just – you're not doing what you're passionate about. Yes. Right? Yeah, you're yeah. right. That and sucks. it goes back to what Aaron was saying before, like with – with his, you know, the 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 frugal aspect yes. of his, uh, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, you just pick and choose kind of thing. You don't have to, it's, it's not about the money for him. It's, yeah, it's yeah, about yeah, the yeah, design. Yeah. This is, no. Yeah. Strongly believe you need, yeah. you need to be passion led in this space. Oh, I totally. think that's, that's what the really successful ones. And last but not least, Aaron Draplin's field notes for being a graphic designer. Do it for the love of the game. Mm. When you can start to make money doing things you like to do, that's when shit gets really, really cool. Okay? And that's the most perfect way to finish this off. Okay? This is like, again, I've, we just literally (laughs) said, you know, it doesn't feel like work when you love what you do. And if you don't love what you're doing right now, Find out what it's going to do to change so you do, whether it's the place you work and Mm -hmm. whether it's a toxic environment Mm -hmm. that you're in. Graphic, I mean, graphic designers, successful graphic designers who can do a lifetime of this genuinely love this. Yes. Right? Not just a passion, but it's love, love, love the game, love, you know, like, I mean, we laugh about the jokes that we do. You know, we laugh about the weird clients that we have. We laugh about the bullshit that the software companies put us through (laughs) or that Macintosh puts us through. Always the fucking recharging that mouse (laughs) and it dies at the worst possible time. But the thing is, you still love the game. Exactly. Right? And I mean, that's what... Dude, I went to a Volkswagen bug show, this car show this weekend, King. And they had that whole lineup of like vendors selling shit. And I found this box of like 1950s and 60s when it when Volkswagen first came to North America um literature like brochures oh. how what is a Volkswagen choose the Volkswagen for you and it's just oh. I bought like 12 pieces I'll show them to you guys yeah. um 12 pieces of just early early Volkswagen literature like brochures <laughs> sales shit I spent a fortune nice. because it was just so fucking cool oh. most people would be like what why you bought it's crap yeah yeah you're going to use that for your your firewood or something like kindling <laughs> <laughs> it was just, and it was all hand done, yeah. right? Because back then everything was That's done by hand. The, it, yep. the lettering was done by hand. All the the, the artwork was done by hand. The, mm. the the photos were individually cut and placed. Oh. And do you know? And and it was just fantastic. Yes. And looking at that now, holding it up to shit nowadays, yeah. you know, it felt so analog. It felt <laughs> so real, right? Nowadays. Everything's almost too digital. So yeah. it was just, it's just, it's such a beautiful thing to see. Yeah. But I mean, I wouldn't have seen that if this was just a job for me. Yes. Right. Exactly. I would have walked past that vendor. But dude, I yeah. was there for like half an hour digging through this box yeah. to, to pull out these 12 pieces of whatever the hell they are. One of them was like a color chip guide <laughs> from Volkswagens <laughs> from like 1960. That's and it was just awesome. like, here's your color chip guide. And you open it up and it shows all the colors that came in. Like, how cool is that? That's great. Uh, but this is exactly what he does. Yes. Right? Yeah, you're right. You're yeah, right. He's he takes like it to another level. Yeah. Well, another level. But yeah. I mean, finding that beauty in stuff. So true. Just the dude. simple kind just of stuff. So that most people would look at that and just say, mm. whatever, bunch of old brochures from the 50s. Oh, dude, smells so funny. True. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> smells funny. But you're looking at that and look, look at that fucking white well, space. So appreciative of this stuff, <laughs> yeah, right? I know. Oh, it was beautiful. So cool. It was yeah. so well done. That yeah, yeah, yeah. Design. So, again, 
can't say enough field notes, you know, for being a graphic designer. Work ethic is everything. Mm -hmm. Be versatile. Mm -hmm. Be passionate about your work and do it for the love of the game. Yes. Honestly, I this guy is one of my heroes, one of my living heroes. Um, he's amazing. Yeah. And he's like, his attitude towards it all is just, it's so perfect. It's yeah. so what we do. Yeah. Um, what we believe, what we embrace here. So, you know, this was a, a great list to come together with, yeah. to pull up some shit, get some of his quotes and just be real with this dude. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. He's amazing. Absolutely amazing. We're going to get him. We're going to get him on the show one oh. of these days. We will. We will. I'm going to make a point of it. I'm putting it out there in the future. Yes. I'm putting it out there in the universe. If, okay. <laughs> Aaron Draplin, we're coming for you, man. We're coming for you. Please. We're not an interview show. <laughs> we're very persuasive. Yes, Please. We are. Please come on. Oh, come on. Come on. Please. We do it for you. <laughs> Uh, oh, yeah, man. so I mean, I, I kind of awesome. feel good about this. This was really, really good. Again, you know, I, I'm going to go down those those TED Talks rabbit holes that you oh, were talking dude. about. He's so awesome I've, to watch. I've watched him create logos, oh, just, just various things. But the on, TED Talks, they're hilarious. Like, they're that's when pretty you good, see eh? his personality. And you'll be laughing your ass the whole time <laughs> through awesome. it, right? The dude is fucking brilliant. Yeah, he, he's he's very cool. And, and I mean, Jesus, listening to this, it's just like, this is... This is all stuff that, you know, it's really close to home. Totally, dude. Yeah. He is He is another bearded brother from another mother. <laughs> yeah, and the look. Yeah, and yeah, the, I have to. Yeah. Guy's got style. <laughs> He's got style. Yes. This is the Portland people. Maybe, we we got to get up to Portland, man. We should man. go to Portland. Yeah. Yes. I think, I think we should, like, spend a week in Portland and, and make a point of hitting up a few of these places. Because it totally. seems like I've got, like, three fans that are three people I've totally, like, love out in Portland. No so, way. Yeah, like, this number three. So maybe we'll crash on their couch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll we'll bring some four roses. We'll bring four uh, roses. Yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody. Yes. I hope you appreciated what we've got for you today. Mm. Um, again, field notes from Aaron Draplin, okay, mm. for being a graphic designer. We're talking about clients. We're talking about the business. We're talking about um, being a graphic designer and uh, and about design in general. I yeah. mean, I think there was a lot to unpack on this episode, totally. right? Yeah, he kind of hit all kinds of uh, interesting facets of this business. I know, right? And again, yeah. he's a huge hero for us. Mm. And we genuinely hope that you'll get something out of all these um, these, these points that we pulled out. Yeah. And I mean, you'll realize why, how he can be a hero for you. Because yeah. honestly, he is, he is like definitely a legend, a living legend in our space. Right totally now. totally all right he's by, awesome by all means hit us up on instagram please um you know we're on instagram we've got a great following we've got you know all of our posts we give some you know future teases on what we're going to get in the next day for uh the day before the posts and hit us up you know share us leave us a note leave us a, re a review on apple and spotify on wherever we can be found because we're kind of everywhere and the only way we're going to be able to help people across the world is if people share the love yeah. That's right. Right? Share the love. Share the love. That's right. <laughs> oh. All right, dude. I think I'm out of here. Yes. I think this awesome. has been a long day. Yeah, it's been a long day. And I'm very proud of this one because, yeah. uh, again, the dude is just awesome. Yes. And I think he deserves all the props, all the success, Big all the time. awesomeness he gets. Big time. He yeah. is, he is a titan in the industry. For I sure. think so, right? For Absolutely sure. awesome. And I can't wait till he's on the show. We'll get him. Aaron, we're coming for you, man. We're coming for you. Even if we're going to have to sit outside your house we're, yeah. in Portland, Oregon. Yeah, we'll come to Portland, I swear. Yeah. All right, We everyone. fit in there. Yeah. yeah, apparently we do. If they all look like us, because yeah, the other exactly. people also look like us. So 
Maybe it's something we're missing. Maybe, yeah. maybe we need to move Zed Factor to Portland. To Portland. Portland. Oh, there Ooh. we go. How cool would that be? Yeah. All right. Well, more to come to that. We'll, so, think, we'll think about that. All right, everybody. My name is Massimo. Yeah, my name is Sean. Stay creative. And stay angry.